This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and tonight, I'm pretty much winging it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about on the show, but I don't have my typical, traditional two pages of show notes in my composition notebook. I don't have that set up. I have a couple few things written, and then I have my little sketchbook thing that I jot down ideas in, and I've got that to go by. Um, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, let's see. Without, uh, we, we had a, at work, we had a busy last uh, week and a half of December. Uh, uh, you know, over the Christmas week, we had people off that represented a lot of hours that we had to cover. Fortunately, uh, everybody was closed on Christmas Day, and some of the properties that we had to take care of were closed on uh, on uh, Christmas Eve, on the 24th. So that helped, but there was still hours to get in, and it was a lot of work. And there's some other situations going on that, uh, are, uh, that are giving the supervisor, that we, our supervisor, a lot more work just cleaning places rather than making sure stuff is getting done properly. Well, after the uh, Christmas week came to an end, the people who had been off had all come back, and we seemed to settle down for a little bit. And then this last Monday, uh, found out that one of our employees, uh, one of one of two full-time employees that we have that are cleaners, uh, this employee uh, got the flu. And not only, he, he didn't just get the flu, he got the flu. <laughs> he had it bad. He ended up in the hospital. I found out about that on uh, Monday afternoon. And my boss just kind of says, yeah, so-and-so's in the hospital. And I said, because it's this, this particular employee is a friend of the boss. And despite that, he's a good cleaner. <laughs> You'd think you know, he'd be a slacker because he's a friend of the boss. He can do what he wants. But no, he does, he does a good job. Uh, rarely get any complaints from him, so that's so that's good. And he's all and he's willing to help out as, as any way he can. Uh, and and I, I looked at him as a hospital, <laughs> and and my boss is just a classic soft seller. He said, "Well, he'll probably be back tomorrow. Back tomorrow, he's in the hospital." Well, I found out why he was in the hospital. He had the flu, and 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 he did end up getting out of the hospital by Wednesday. He came back to work on Thursday, so he's hopefully he's. He's doing all right, but I had to pitch in and help cover. So just when we thought we had 
settled down in our work, I had to go in again and do some more night work. And it's just, ugh. So there was that this week. And so, and before I move on to the next thing, get your flu shots. Get your flu shots. This employee is in his 40s. And he got the flu and he ended up in the hospital. Get your flu shot. I, I don't know if he had a flu shot or not. I haven't had a chance to ask him about it. And if he hasn't, I'll say, well, uh, get your flu shot. See if you check with your doctor. I, I don't know what it's like. If you've, already, if you've had the flu during a particular flu season and you hadn't had your flu shot, once you've recovered from that flu, does it make sense to get a flu shot or not? Because it's you've probably already dealt with that one bug that's going around. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to this fellow and say, if you haven't got your flu shot, I'd say call your doctor's office and say, should I get a flu shot even though I just had the flu? And I'm all and I'm over it now. I I've I'm feeling that they might say yeah, but you protect yourself. You know the flu shots are not a hundred percent effective, but they're effective, and it's better than nothing. And even even if it's only you know it's in a given year it might be fifty percent effective and rather than eighty percent effective because you they have to guess at which flu strains are going to be making the rounds when they're putting together the vaccines. So it's it's hard to it's hard to know, and sometimes a, a a strain comes out of nowhere that they didn't expect, and and they have to work on figuring out a vaccine for that. Yeah, but you know, but if you have, it's better to have fifty percent protection than zero. Huh? See, see how that works. And if you protect yourself from getting the flu and you prevent yourself from getting the flu, you won't be able to give the flu to anybody else. Yeah, people that can't get vaccinations. Uh, they're 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 too young, or they're they're they have a a, a a compromised immune system in which they are they can't take a, a vaccination. So you're protecting them. So just get your flu shot, okay? All right. Well, the other uh, the other thing that made this week an interesting week, and I'm not going to go deep into the details, but. Um, Last week I did mention that my father has been out of sorts. Hasn't been in the best health. Uh, we did find out this past Monday that he, in fact, does have an infection. Uh, and uh, he's, he was put on an antibiotic on Monday. And, um, you know, he takes three pills a day for seven days and to, to clear out that infection. Hopefully that works. And uh, some stuff has happened over the week. He's, uh, well, my dad is 84 years old. He's closing in on 85. He'll turn 85 in April. Astrologers, put your charts away. Uh, and he's been slowing down. He, he says, you know, I get tired much more quickly than I used to. And he gets short of breath. And he, he does go see his doctors and that. So it's he's doing that. Um, He's, uh, you know, he said, you know, he's a man of a certain age. Well, well over that certain age. So that means, uh, you know, the uh, the plumbing problems that men uh, who get older uh, will tend to get. Well, he's. I mentioned that last week. Well, he's got stuff like that happening. So that's that doesn't help. And uh, so it's just, um, yeah. Um, I've I've said often over the last few years that my dad's pretty spry for an old guy. Uh, he's, uh, you know, um, he's able to get himself and, and my mom to their doctor's appointments and, and that sort of thing. 
but the last couple of weeks, actually since Christmas Day, uh, there's a change. And um, it's 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 not easy seeing Dad uh, be so weak. He's always been a very strong man. Worked in construction all his life. Hard work. Uh, he's, he's done that. A job that he, for the most part, loved. He worked as a carpenter. Uh, he worked for the same company for uh, damn near 50 years. He was a superintendent for them for, for several years toward the end of his career, which means that he runs the entire job. He makes sure that all the electricians know what they're doing and the bricklayers and the laborers and the carpenters and the finishers and all the people involved in putting together buildings. He makes sure that all that stuff runs and, and does all that. That's what he would do. And he did that for many years. Uh, well, in, in that 50-year span, he did that for a long time. And he's always strong. And even even in the slowing down over the last couple few years, still, you know, able to get around and do stuff. Well, over the last couple of weeks, it's um, it's changed. And uh, we don't know if um, the infection it might be part of it. An infection can really mess you up, especially when you're old. If it's the antibiotics, um, my mom did call the pharmacist and say, you know, he's sleeping a lot. He just he just falls asleep just on a dime. He gets home, he sits on the couch, just boom, he's out. And uh, the pharmacist did say that that is a that is a symptom of the, the of the uh, or a side effect of the um, of the medication. And so, so okay, all right, well, but uh, you know, and just to. On a side here, just as I was giving you the advice about getting a vaccination, if you are put on an antibiotic for some infection to knock that out, and the, and the doctor gives you a certain number of pills to last a certain number of days, and he tells you, you know, she tells you, you know, take so many a day, and so, and they say take it until it's gone, and the pharmacist will do the same thing because my dad's. Uh, paperwork had a stamp on there that said counsel which means talk to your pharmacist it means the pharmacist will see that and they know what they need to do they need to talk to the person getting that medication and say you need to take this until it's gone don't stop taking it because you're you're feeling better you keep taking it until it's gone and that's the reason for that as i understand it is to uh, help combat the super bacteria the 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 antibiotic resistant bacteria the, you, if you you want to somehow you know taking the full dose of the medication uh, helps to keep uh, help prevent uh, there becoming these uh, back, uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria and which is a big problem uh, it can be a, a really big problem if we can't if science can't figure out a way to deal with that and part of what they figured to do is when they give you that prescription they say take it until it's gone because that will help to prevent that sort of thing happening going forward I think that's I think that's the reason so when your doctor and your pharmacist both tell you to take the prescription until it's done that's what you do all right that's my advice that's two things of advice from this show huh two a twofer uh, so anyway 
that's what's going on. It's uh, it's it's just uh, it's it's this is an inevitability. If you have elderly parents, that uh, you know, I think it happens for most people who have elderly parents that uh, it gets to that inevitable decline, where just you just start noticing, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's changed, it's different. There's a you know physicality. There's a difference in how they walk, and 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 their memories might be their memory cognitive functions might get a little weak or different and um, I saw my dad um, over the last couple of days I got him to an appointment this morning and uh, and he's using his cane I told him in the midweek I put the cane in his hand I said use this use it don't just it's not something you keep hanging in the, in the closet you need to use this and he's been using it and that's good uh, it's a good step in the right direction. Um, I've, I watched him the other day, and I looked, and I saw my father-in-law. Uh, when Amy's dad, in the last several months of his life, he, you know, he, the way he would walk, you know, he'd kind of shuffle and walk with his cane. Uh, I looked, and I went, yeah, I told Amy, I said, that's, that's what I'm seeing with Dad. That's what I'm seeing, and right down to the, uh, they they carry the cane with them. <laughs> they they get up and they they walk, or shuffle along, and they just carry the cane. They don't actually use it. It's it's in their hand. And I say, and I tell that Dad, use the cane. You don't just, don't just carry it with you. Use it. I mean, at least it's in his hand in case he feels a little out of balance. He can he has that cane there to help, you know, deal with it. Um, a walker might might be in order soon. I don't know. Um, I do know that, uh, I, well, I've been... Uh, I'm the closest of the, of the kids uh, to my parents. I mean, in, I mean in distance. Uh, Amy and I live a mile away from my parents. My younger brother lives up north a, a bit. Uh, my, my sister lives down south from here, about a couple-hour drive. My 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 older brother lives over in Minneapolis, so Amy and I are just a mile away. So we're the first call for help, and we know that we knew that moving in here. Amy told me she says, you know, because of where we're moving in, we're going to be the ones that gets the that get the phone calls. And I said, yep, I know. So and that's and we do get the phone calls. So. Uh, and, uh, and, I, and that's that's part of the bargain, living this close. That's what you just have to deal with. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's the inevitable decline, and it seems like it's um, sped up. So I've I've been talking to my my older brother, my sister, and my younger brother, you know, keeping them updated on what's been going on. Uh, I was having a, a conversation with my older brother, and I said. Um, I said if uh, if Dad doesn't improve, uh, I said I don't see that the you know the two of them cannot live in that house on their own. They will not function on their own. So some big, tough, uh, difficult decisions are going to have to be made, and they're going to have to be made soon. Yeah. So that's what I've been dealing with this week. Well, let's see. 
What time is it? What time do I sound on? Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break now. I'll come back with uh, uh, you know more pleasant stuff to talk about, huh? How about that? Uh, like you know, President Trump. How about that? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons, and I'll be back after this break. To Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. We're the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, you'll notice, uh, if you've been paying attention, uh, the bumpers I've been playing. That's, those are those little bits of song I play as I go into my break and as I come out of my break. I think that's what they call it in the biz. They call them bumpers. Um, you'll notice that they were songs by Rush. Uh, all the songs, uh, all the bumpers that I will play uh, on this show will be Rush songs. It's in tribute to... Um, uh, the drummer Neil Peart, I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, it's in tribute to him. Uh, just the news just was hit today on uh, on uh, what is it uh, January tenth, twenty twenty, that um, uh, Neil Peart has died, uh, brain cancer. He was sixty seven. Uh, that's just on the heels of the news that Buck Henry died. A uh, funny man, writer, actor. He was a he was a, one of the favorites in the early you know the guests uh, guest hosts of uh, Saturday Night Live. He was one of the early favorites. Um, he'd hosted a lot of them, uh, and he he died at age eighty nine. So who's going to be the third celebrity? You know they all die in threes. <laughs> Actually, no, they don't. We just notice in threes. I've said that many times. They don't die in threes. We notice in threes. I mean, where do you cut? Off? Where's the cutoff? How much time do we have to wait before we don't count the third celebrity as being part of that group? How long? I mean, and what's a celebrity and all that kind of stuff? Uh, 
but uh, yeah, that was that surprised me. I saw that Neil Peart. I had no idea. Of course, you know, it's not like they're telling me. He's like, it's not his family's not sending me emails saying, oh, by the way, Neil's not doing so well. I, I why would I know? They don't know who I am. You know, why would they tell me? I don't tell them about what's going on in my life unless they listen to this show. Uh, so yeah, so there'll be a couple more uh, uh, Rush songs on the uh, on the agenda. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, cool thing! I got a cool thing for you, uh, but this is going to be sports. Now, not everybody that listens to my show is into the sports. Or they may be into some different sports than what most people are into here in, in the United States of America. Most people are into football here. That's that's the most popular spectator sport in uh, the United States. And that's American football, not that football, not that soccer thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I know it's not everybody's speed, so I'll try not to linger too long on this. But I uh, wanted to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they had a um, a decent season. Their record was ten and six. Probably could have been a little better. Uh, they there were times when the team looked pretty darn good. And our quarterback Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, he's got a guaranteed contract. He's got a big money for like three years. He's in the second year of this contract, and and we don't know. You know, this is like the knock against him is that he doesn't, he can't win the big games. He, he can't win on Monday night. He's he's zero and nine on Monday night. He is, and there's there's that knock. But there were times during the season when the Vikings looked like, wow, they're impressive. And Kirk Cousins looked really impressive too. And then there were times when I thought, boy, these guys look lost and pathetic, especially Kirk Cousins. So what team is this? What do we have here? Well, the, uh, the Vikings did not win the division, the NFC Central. They did not win it. It was the uh, Green Bay Packers that won that. Uh, and uh, but with ten and six record, that's not bad. And they were, and it was good enough so that they made it into the playoffs as a wild card team, which means that the wild card teams uh, they have to play one more game than the, the division leaders, and they don't get to play at home at all in the postseason. So they're on the road playing in unfriendly stadiums. And uh, I remember listening to the, the sports pundits people, the, the, the analyst guys in the local sports station that I listen to on the radio, and they're all saying, you know, if they're looking at the playoff picture before, it's, before it all falls into place, and it didn't, they didn't know how it would go until that very last week, uh, week of the, uh, of the uh, regular season and just exactly how it would go for everybody. So they were contemplating, you know, who would the Vikes meet up with? They're, they were certain the Vikes had clinched it. They were going to be in the playoffs, but who would they be facing? And they said the worst team to face in the postseason for the Vikings, the toughest opponent that they were going to face was going to be the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they had a good quarterback, uh, Drew Brees. Maybe not at the, his peak. He's getting a little older, but he's still good. They have a good offense, good defense, and the Vikings would have to play in New Orleans in the Superdome. I believe that's what they call it still, which is a very loud stadium. The fans are just, you know, they're very loud, and that can, loudness can disrupt the game. And so it's not, it's, it was going to be tough. And everybody, just, I mean, virtually every fan that I knew of, 
uh, or the vibe I was getting from listening to the fans talking on the sports station and then listening to the local sports analyst guys talking on that station. Leading up to the game, uh, that that wild card game in the playoffs against the uh, New Orleans Saints, leading up to that, uh, it was... uh, this is, uh, yeah, this, if the Vikings are going to win this game, they're going to be have to be on top of every aspect of the game. They're going to have to really, it's going to be something, and it's going to be really, really tough. And I kept saying to my, I said to my son and to other people, I said, I don't know, I just don't see them winning. It's just going to be, it's going to be too tough. It says they have all that stuff against them, and then it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're going to win. Well, they went into... New Orleans. This was uh, last Sunday, and pretty much dominated the Saints. They didn't blow them out, but they really the the uh, the coaching staff for the Vikings. Uh, coach Zimmer, the head coach, who's a real defensive-minded coach, came up with a game plan that would contain the the quarterback Drew Brees to just flummox him to keep him off balance to keep his timing off to keep and if you can do that 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 was the defense at least was helping to keep the the team and you know the Vikings in the game and the Vikings actually you know they had a lead at halftime uh, I I I've been watching games this season last season I didn't watch any Vikings games I was trying an experiment to see how how that would go and this year I've loosened up on that I don't pay I don't watch if I don't catch a game I don't catch a game if I do I do you know, it's it's like that and uh, I tuned in at the beginning of the game uh, and uh, looked pretty good for the first 20 seconds and then our wide receiver Adam Thielen fumbled the ball and went over to the Saints and I thought oh boy and I probably watched about the first 40 seconds of the game at that point and I said you know I got errands to run I'm going to go take care of that and I would listen to it on the radio in the car and I'm doing okay and and, well the game was tied at the end of regulation so the Vikings didn't dominate, but they sort of did. It's it's hard to describe. It went into overtime. Vikings got the first possession of the ball, and it's it's kind of complicated. But in football, in overtime, in the playoffs, there are no ties in the playoffs. In the regular season, if there's nobody, if the game is still tied at the end of the overtime time period, it just goes down as a tie. But in the playoffs, they need a winner. So the the way it works is if the the team that possesses the ball first in the overtime, if they score a touchdown, they win. The other team doesn't even get a chance to to hold the ball. So the Vikings won the toss. They they decide on a coin toss. They won the coin toss, decided to take the ball, and they scored a touchdown on that first drive. There was an incredible pass play, 42 yards to Adam Thielen, who caught it on the two-yard line. There was a couple attempts to run it into the end zone. They couldn't do it. And then a little, I think it was a play action to, uh, which, a pass, anyway, to the, uh, the um, our tight end, uh, Kyle Rudolph, and uh, he caught it. Touchdown. All scoring plays in the NFL are reviewed by the officials, and I don't think they're the officials that are there at the game. They're officials, like, in New York, and they look at all the videotape angles, and they, they give the thumbs up or thumbs down on the score. And if they see a penalty that should have been called, especially a pass interference, either on the defense or the offense, they'll make sure that that's brought out. Well, they didn't. They didn't 
see that. Although Saints fans and their sports analyst people will say that, uh, and and a lot of the national guys are saying that uh, Kyle Rudolph pushed off of his defender, and that's uh, should have been a penalty, and it shouldn't have counted as a, ten- a touchdown. And they asked uh, Rudolph about it after the game, and he says, "Hey, all the all the touch- scoring plays are reviewed." They didn't see anything. So there's there's always contact between the defender and the receiver, and and, and every any play when the ball's coming to him, there's always contact. And he says he says there wasn't it wasn't any it wasn't bad, you know. So okay, Vikings win. Now here's the thing. The whole week after that game, everybody's just just amazed and thrilled, and they're all excited. Now they're looking forward to the next game, which we the Vikings have to go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. And I was just listening tonight, and the you know the the, the game will be on Saturday this this weekend. It'll be tomorrow. Uh, I record this on Friday nights, and um, the local guys on this radio show I was listening to, uh, they all predict the Vikings to win, and they gave their scores what they thought the final score would be. But they all predict the Vikings to win. They they had been saying their toughest opponent would, was going to be the New Orleans Saints if they could beat them. The other teams that they would be facing, each of them is beatable by the Vikings. Looking at their regular season and how things went, they said each of them is beatable, especially if they figured out a way to beat the Saints. So they're all saying, oh, the Vikings are going to win. Now, when it comes to sports, I'm not very rational. I've often said that. I confess that because it's true. My rational brain says, I'm going to take a little break while you get all emotional. And I, I, I look at. I've, I always predict that the Vikings are going to lose. But the last time this crew of local radio guys were so confident about a Minnesota team's victory in a postseason event was last October, October 2019, when the Minnesota Twins played the New York Yankees in a five-game series to. To see who could continue on in the playoffs, and every one of these guys that hosted the show, or that you know, there's like three, four guys, whatever. Every one of them picked the Twins to win that series. Some of them said it would go four games. There was one that said it would go five, but they all picked the Twins to win. And I was listening to this on the radio, and you're just going to have to take my word for this because I didn't come on the show and make my prediction. I didn't say it on the show or anywhere publicly. I didn't write it up in a blog. I said it to my son. I told my wife, but you know, I probably mentioned it to my dad. And I but I'm telling you, I was looking at listening to that radio and I was saying, guys, guys, it's Yankees in three. Yankees are gonna sweep the twins. And I had my reasons and I talked about it on a few shows ago. Uh, the the one that was that followed the uh, the uh, the twins being swept by the hated Yankees. So I'm listening to these guys confidently say the Vikings are going to win this game. Which to me, and again, this isn't rational, this isn't reasoned, this isn't logical, this is an emotional reaction. Uh, I, I've believed for many years now, I've been a fan of the Vikings since 1977, and for the, the last several years I've come to the conclusion that the Vikings will never get to another Super Bowl, let alone win one, during my lifetime. It's just not going to happen. And I don't have a rational reason for this, a logical reason for this. It's a purely emotional. 
But it's just from the the Vikings find a way to lose. They will lose this weekend. That is my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I did say it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing because they've done so well. It's it, yeah. I mean, they beat the Saints, and they're still there, and it could happen. And the phrase is any given Sunday. Well, in this case, Saturday, because the game will be on Saturday. I guess we'll see. That's why they play the games. That's another cliche. We'll see how it goes. But uh, so now, if the Vikings do lose, I mean, I'm not predicting predicting what kind of score it'll be, whether it be a blowout or a close game or not. I I have no idea. But if the Vikings lose, when I when you know when my next week's show, I'll say, huh? See, huh? See all the all the sports guys, the local sports guys, guys that, that do this for a living. The guys that pay attention to this stuff for a living, they all said they'd win, but who said they'd lose? Mr. Pessimist, right here. Right here, Mr. Pessimist said it, and I was right. <laughs> but I hope I'm wrong. I really do. And that would be in keeping with the Vikings, though, that I'd be wrong, and it just be it's just setting up for the bigger disappointment because they, they're good at disappointing their fans. They really are. Um... And my my dad and I have a saying that we that we break out every playoff season when the Vikings get into the playoffs. We break this out after the Vikings' inevitable loss before the, the Super Bowl, before they even get there. We'll one or the other will say to us to to the other will say, "Well, at least they won't lose the Super Bowl because the Vikings have lost four Super Bowls. They've been to four of them." 1977 was the last time, though. That's, what, 43 years? Did I get my math right? 77 to 2020? I don't know. I, I don't know how long that is. <laughs> I don't know my math. I think it's 43. Uh, let's see. Uh, remember, I'm winging it. I'm winging it here. Um... I think I will take my next break. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to go to my next break. I'm going to take it early. Uh, it, uh, again, it, it didn't quite end up as a cool thing, but it is a cool thing. The Vikings are in the postseason. They're doing fine. You know, they did they, they did much better than I expected, so anything else is just gravy on that. If they keep doing well, they keep doing well. If they didn't, but they don't, well, they, they did okay. Nice job. Pat on the back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. You know, come on back and listen to the Wing It show. See if I can finish up that last segment. Oh, can I do it? I don't know. Let's find out. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network.
Reasonable is the interview show from the Merseyside Skeptic Society, where each month I speak to someone about their fringe beliefs. Over the years, I've spoken to psychics, UFO believers, moon landing deniers, flat earthers, hollow earthers, and all manner of unusual conspiracy theorists. But I've also talked to AIDS denialists, white supremacists, gay conversion therapists. I even interviewed Jim Humble, the inventor of Miracle Mineral Supplement, a form of industrial bleach that he and his followers used to treat cancer and HIV. This isn't a debate show, and my aim isn't to win an argument. But when we listen to how people promote and justify the ideas that we disagree with, even the dangerous ones, I think we become much more effective at countering those ideas. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, look for Be Reasonable on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else the podcasts live. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I've got one of these. Yeah, I got a Dimland Radio ARG for this week. This is something that came up. Uh, I met, I talked with uh, with the uh, the Minnesota skeptics. Our meetup was just this past Thursday, yesterday, from when I record this. I mentioned it uh, there. Uh, there's something I've been noticing. Uh, more and more frequently over the last couple years, and and it's it's almost at this point it's almost a daily occurrence, and that is I smell pot, marijuana, weed, I smell it. Yeah, if I'm out of this house, it's not I don't smell it here in the house. We don't smoke it here. No, 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 no. We don't smoke it no more. We're tired of waking up on the floor. No, thank you, please. It only makes me sneeze, and then it makes it hard to find the door. Ten points if you know that reference. So anyway, um, no. I, if I'm out and about, if I'm driving somewhere, going to the store, picking up Hayden from school and bringing him home, uh, going to work or dro- dropping off some supplies or something... It seems just almost daily, or almost, uh, if I'm, uh, yeah, almost daily, I will smell marijuana. And it's not just in this neighborhood. It could be, you know, it's around the Twin Cities. It's like, I, I don't know what it is. There was one time, I was driving home from, I think from dropping Hayden off at school or whatever, and I felt, I followed behind these two fellows in a car, and I just, I smelled marijuana the whole way behind them. And as soon as they turned off, I didn't smell it anymore. And I swear to you, I was getting a, a contact high. I was like, oh, God. And I hate the smell of marijuana. It's not, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily an unpleasant smell, but I hate it because I have 
a memory association with that smell that makes me angry. Uh, it goes back to when I was a kid, uh, high school or just after high school, living at home. Uh, I had a, a bedroom in the basement of my parents' house, and my older brother had a also had a bedroom down there. And my older brother, uh, in his high school years and into his college years, was deep into the marijuana. And he's, he developed, it became a problem for him. And he went through a, um, a treatment program. And I can remember, you know, the, the family sessions when you come down and you, know, you th with the group and, and try to go and figure out, you know, how to get that person in your family or whatever to get off the pot. And uh, uh, anyway... I, it, the anger comes from because I knew I just I don't know it just I knew it would upset my parents knowing that he was smoking pot and because it would upset them it upset me and I would come home from work or being out or something like that and I go downstairs and I could smell it he was smoking in his room and it just would make me angry so anytime I smell it now I go back to that memory it just it, that feeling comes up just because it's just this this memory associated with the smell and I'm not a prude I've smoked marijuana I have uh, didn't until I was in my art school years and only a handful of times I haven't smoked marijuana in I don't know a couple decades I think it was before I met Amy and that goes back to late 1999 so it's I, I haven't and I haven't really had any desire to uh, it's it's not legal here in Minnesota except for medical marijuana. And technically, it's not legal anywhere in the country because the federal laws still have it illegal, even though there are states that are legalizing it. So if the feds want to crack down, they can. But inevitably, I think, eventually, I think, uh, marijuana will be legalized as a recreational usage. But even if that happens... You can't smoke it and drive. And you can't, you know, your passengers can't smoke it while you're driving, just like you can't have a beer and drive, or your passengers can't be drinking beer or shots or whatever they're doing while you're driving. You can't do that. And just, I mean, just tonight, I stopped over at the, uh, at the supermarket to pick up a few groceries for here. And I was bagging the groceries, and two people walked past me and just was wafted with the smell of pot. This, oh, God. And I just, I looked at them. I thought, what the hell? Get edibles, please, so I don't have to smell it. It's just, I, I, it's, it just, every time, every time I smell it, I just, I just, I just want to go. I do. Um, there was a, uh, a moment when, um, you know, we, I worry about Hayden. He's 16, and, you know, I hope that, uh, I hope he steers through life without having to have any of these kinds of issues. But uh, he's probably going to be like most kids and, and experiment in something here and there. But we just say, you know, uh, hopefully we set the example by not being big drinkers and not being, 
you know, just smoking pot here in the house, and it's just we you know, hopefully because we don't. Amy and I just aren't those people. But um, uh, I picked him up from. He was at a friend's place. He's he stayed overnight, and uh, I picked him up, and he comes out. He sits. He gets in the car, and wow, the smell of pot. And I looked at him, and I said, I I said, oh, um, I have to ask you this, okay? I'm going to ask you this. What? I said, you smell like pot. He said, yeah, I said, you, you weren't smoking pot, were you? And he said, no, no. And I could see in his eyes, his, I, I know what it looks like when somebody's high. And uh, and he said, no, no, Dad, it's you, you. You've been in that building. It's an apartment building. He says, there's this one apartment across the hall from his friend's place, uh, where his friend lives, and uh, it it it's always smells like pot, and it's just it just just walking through the hall caught the smell. And uh, and in the other day, and again, this involves my son, so maybe, but no. Um, went to pick him up at school. I'm parked out in the lot. I, I get usually get there about a half hour before the school lets out, and uh, so I can get a parking spot. And I sit. I'm I'm there, and I'm doing some uh, one of my daily drawings or something. And uh, a vehicle pulls in next to me. And the guy driving, it's uh, in his thirties or so. And he pulls in next to me, and next, to, and I smell the pot. And I look. Uh, what are you doing? You can't smoke it and drive. What are you doing? And my son comes out. And it's I. So I just whatever. I just go back to what I was doing. My son comes out, comes in the you know, and comes into the car, and it's mo <laughs> immediately he opens the door and sits in there, and the, the the pot smell comes wafting back in because of the guy in the van next to us. And I looked at him, and he just went. He points the. He just gives the thumb over to that guy. So, oh yeah, that's right. That guy's. I was just like. He just walked out of school. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's not. Well, I don't know. Better keep an eye on him. <laughs> oh well, there are plenty of people who smoke pot when they were kids, and they're doing fine as adults now, right? But I just would like my son to steer clear. What time is it? When do I have to stop this show? I've been winging it for how long now? Oh boy, I got so much time. <laughs> Um, we watched the watch uh, the Irishman on the Netflix. It's really good, and I've heard people say it's a little long. It could be it could be about twenty minutes shorter or something. Like, yeah, you know, I didn't think so. And yes, we we took a break or two in it, and and it's it's it we we looked we we saw how long it was. It's it's Martin Scorsese's latest film. Yeah, he's he he get he got uh, uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. In the film, and now there's, there was always a little head scratching about the movie Heat, a Michael Mann uh, directed film called Heat that has Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in it, and it was like, oh, this would be great to see those those two great actors finally in a film together. But then they, but then the thing was, the way it was cut, you never actually see them in a scene together, kind of. Uh, I think at the end maybe you do. But it was, you, you could almost be like, are they really acting together? <laughs> but then they've, they've spent, uh, there was another movie, I forget the name of it, but that wasn't so great. At least that, not well reviewed. And now there's The Irishman. And it's, there's no way that you would doubt that the two are in there. Some interest, some, some pretty well done CGI in making these guys look younger. 
it's a, and 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 it, it, only once in a while with the uncanny valley kind of thing pop up, but really for the most part, it just it just float. It just was pretty seamless, and there were moments in there where I would think, okay, all right. Are they affected now, or is that what they are now? Are they made look look older? Is that you know? I'd be, I wasn't sure. And it was great to see Joe Pesci again. Joe Pesci is kind of, I guess he's been in retirement. He has, and they had to cajole him to be in the movie. And he's really good. He and he plays. He's understated. He's not super violent or anything. He's there's a there's an understatedness to his performance, and it's it's really good. It was great to see him again, and it was it was. It was cool to see the show, and there was there was the one thing though they could make their they could use the computer graphics to make the guys look look younger, but uh, as it was pointed out in a little uh, converse, there's a I think like an hour long Netflix uh, special that's a conversation between um, Martin Scorsese, De Niro, uh, Pesci, and Pacino, uh, talking about making the film and what it means and using the computer graphics and how they managed to do that without putting all these you know green or blue dots on their faces and that kind of thing and uh yeah it the only thing that they couldn't do with the cgi was to make the guys who are in their 60s or 70s you know walk young because <laughs> they don't move young uh, which I it, it didn't bother me. I didn't really notice it that much. And it it was it was brought up during the making of the film. There was some younger actors in a scene, and they were working on it. And when the scene was, when they you know, Scorsese says cut, and I said, okay, that seems pretty good. One of the younger actors said, um, hang on, Marty, what what? Um, yeah, it's a scene in which uh, Al Pacino gets up out of a chair. He says he gets out of that chair like he's in his seventies. <laughs> He's supposed to be 49 in that sequence. He's not moving like a 49. So they had to, they had to rehearse the scene a little more and to get Pacino to get up out of that chair a little more spryly. But there's this thing about the fact that that the Irishman is three and a half hours long or close to, and and really you can lop at least five or five to ten minutes off of that runtime because that's end credits. That's because you, there's a lot of people involved in these movies, so that's you get five to ten minutes worth of end credits. It's you know you can lop that off the runtime. But uh, I, we still let them play and we watch. And what we'll do uh, if we watch as a family, if we watch these movies, you know, the three of us, Amy, Hayden, and I, we'll watch through the credits and we'll just start you know randomly reading off people's names, as we just did what we think might be funny names or unusual names or just cool names or whatever for whatever reason they pop out to us and we'll read read the names so we do that but yeah, I was suggesting to Amy oh we should watch that you know, you know. So she says oh, it's three and a half hours oh. and I looked at her when she was saying that and I think this was on a particular evening where we had been watching the uh, the series the Netflix series called Peaky Blinders which is really good um, and I looked at her and I said we just watched five episodes of Peaky Blinders and each episode is about an hour long <laughs> there's no complaining there. I think that there's a there is a difference between the two. In something like Peaky Blinders, you have a natural stopping point. The show will come to an end, and you can decide: do we keep going, or do we just let it go? Uh, but with the the Irishman, it's a it's a continuous story that goes three and a half or so hours. So you're you're supposed to watch it in one setting. 
So it, it's a little different. It's a little different. But I think it's good. You should check it out. If you have the Netflix, watch The Irishman. I think it's good. I think it's a cool thing. Okay, last week, speaking of cool things, last week, uh, I think I have time to get this in. Uh, last week, I talked about the um, the uh, public television um, piece on the Minnesota Skeptics as part of their series called Minnesota Niche. And it's a, it's a look at various... Uh, social groups in Minnesota. And one of them is the Minnesota Skeptics. And I talked about it last week. It's a really cool thing. I thought the thing was produced really well. These people know what they're doing. And they're good at it. And they know how to put these segments together where it flows nicely. There'd be one comment about Bigfoot, and the next thing you know, there's a, more comments about Bigfoot, and then there's a comment about homeopathy, and then there's more comments. It's, it's that they, they would flow it, they would transition it really well. They, it's just nicely done. So, <clears throat> um, my parents don't have cable, or, uh, well, they don't have that, but they don't have internet in their house. They tried it for a little while, and my mom was just like, I don't know, I don't see what it's good for. It's just that, I don't know, I don't need it, we don't need it. So they gave it up. So they don't have the internet. And at this point, <clears throat> the video clips are only available on the internet. So I went over to see them. And uh, Dad was out in the living room watching TV. And Mom was in her TV room watching TV. So I, I sat. I, sh I showed them the video segment separately. So I sit down with my dad. Now, remember, Dad's in the, not feeling so hot. So he it wasn't exactly 100% didn't have his hearing aids in so I'm not sure how well he heard it I was just playing it on my little handheld communication computation device so I was just showing it on that and and he's you know it's about midway through his soul annual annual meetup of the skeptics eh? and I said well dad actually it's once a month and at the end he asked about where where it was takes place and I told him and he, and he says uh, where is that and I told him where it was he says oh okay it's over there all right oh very good you know that was fine yeah it's not super demonstrative he didn't do any handstands or anything like that but you know he had this the you know his dad it's dad well I go in to mom's room I say hey mom I got something to show you <clears throat> Okay, so I get the thing set up and I start to play it. Now, I'm the first person that you see and hear in this video segment. It's me. I'm the first person. The next person is Tim, which everybody agrees Tim is the star of the show. He's just has he has this charm about him and a charisma about him, and he's just he's just really good. Actually, he's a cool guy. He's a good guy. Uh, he's a friend of mine. So, so again, remember, I'm the first person you see, though. Well, Tim comes on, and I'm holding the device close up to my mom, and she's she's watching it, and Tim shows up on there the first time she sees him, and she does now. You can't see this, but she does this gesture where she put points up, a, points a finger, sort of half points at the picture, one finger, you know, like a pointing finger, and then puts her hand against her chin, kind of. It's a gesture, like, of a, a that's familiar i'll do it when i'm watching a movie and i see an actor in there and i think they're familiar i do a i do a little point and i do that same thing so i must have got it from my mother and so i'm i'm watching her she does that okay so the then then tim comes on there again now this she does the same gesture and then she says he seems familiar 
I think I've seen him before. I don't think so, Mom. I don't think you have. I don't know. I think I've seen him. He's been on TV before. No, no, Mom. He hasn't been. Anyway, so then Tim, you know, so that it goes through some more, and then Tim comes back on again. And she says, I'm sure I've seen him on TV. And I said, no, Mom, Mom, he hasn't been on TV. I'm, I don't know. I see so then when it comes to an end, the, the piece ends up, and, I, and, and she says, you know, I did see him. He was on Jeopardy. I think he was on Jeopardy today. And I said, Mom, he's a friend of mine. I would know if he was on Jeopardy or not. Well, I saw him. He's familiar. He's very, I know I saw him. He's very familiar. And then I said, Mom... I said, I'm in there. I'm in this video. And she said, yeah, I know. (laughs) But you guys, you know, it's just skeptic stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Mom, I'm in this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Mom's. Keeping their kids humble, huh? What do you think? <laughs> Good night, doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay, I, well, I winged it on through the whole show. Like, I did have ideas of what I was going to talk about. It's just that I hadn't quite written it all down. But uh, anyway, um, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Oh, uh, remember to be skeptical and to uh, that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And also to sleep with the lights off. Mom, I was in the video. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by theolius and is used with permission Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.